Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try and told, told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome to the broadcast. Simon Arias here. Get ready. It's a new day. All right, so... Uh, welcome back to the next episode of the Grindcast. We're going to have Tommy Vina uh, on with us today. Tommy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Simon. Appreciate it, man. And and uh, so a little bit of uh, background on Tommy. Uh, when I when I moved to Pittsburgh to start our agency, uh, within the first ninety days, I would meet Tommy, and he would be one of the first uh, people that I would meet from Pittsburgh that would help to lay the foundation to grow this organization to where we are and, and, and where we've gone beyond. Uh, Tommy is one of the most decorated people uh, in American income over the last 10 years. Uh, if you look at his track record multiple times on stage, multiple, uh, every position he's been in, he's dominated You know, for this agency. And uh, I've had the opportunity to, you know, we have different levels uh, to to our agency that we've created. And so Tommy has earned the title and level of partner uh, in our business. Uh, he's earned the title of father and husband uh, also outside of the business and coach. And uh, he's doing everything at a high level. You know, I love watching him hang out with his two boys and, and I had the opportunity to go watch him coach you know last year some uh some some flag football for his young son and and uh you know all the parents in the crowd were telling me what a difference uh it it made in the change in the team when tommy started to help out and call the place and that's called you know winners win and cream always rises to the top and so uh that's just a small uh background uh, about tommy's he's loyal uh great son and uh you know, almost anything you could ask out of uh, out of a person. We all fall short. Nobody's perfect, but uh, you know, Tommy, you you uh, you get decently close to it. Uh, Tommy, if if uh, if we could start out, man, why don't you tell a little bit about um, your journey uh, uh, in business um, from where we met, um, how it all happened, the process of of getting started, and then walk us through your life you know, through today, and then we'll try to create some nuggets and bullet points that people can pick from there. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all, all, I mean, all that, man. I'm just, I'm just, you're saying all that, <clears throat> and I'm just like trying to walk through, like you're saying, when we met, you know, I'm just sitting back here thinking, you know, the day that we met, just kind of reliving those feelings and those thoughts, man. Uh, and, and, and just to kind of go a few steps before that, you know, how that even happened, right? And, and I think it, it was, getting into the financial services industry is what kind of linked us together you know uh, i graduated college you know no more than probably 20 miles from where you did in the same year you know which is kind of crazy allegheny yeah. right on yeah. mother's day we both graduated we walked that same year allegheny college mercyhurst college so we both dealt with the snow and the cold and we played football and the mud and all that stuff yep. and uh and you went right into american income and and i went into the financial services industry uh, i first started out to become a real estate agent and same. and i got my real estate, I license, my real estate you got, license you got you were gonna do the same thing so that's kind of crazy and then uh my dad pulled me aside and he was like you know every time you sell a home you're gonna get paid on that but that's gonna be the end of the story and 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 i was like what do you mean by that and he's like there's no residual income in selling real estate so 
you know, he, he taught me about real residual income. He taught me that, you know, I need to get into an industry where I could f build residual income. And, and, and he told me you could become a singer or you could get into the financial services industry. And I said, I knew I Love couldn't it. sing or dance or act much. So uh, I Thank went into God the financial, <laughs> right? Right. My dad taught Planted me to pop. that seed. Planted that seed. He kind of stopped my career in a, in a, in a dead track, yep. you know, and, yep. and, and made me kind of divert. And, and I went ahead and got my Series 7, Series 66, Life Accident Health. I got in the financial service industry. And I, and, and I, I, I love the idea of helping people financially and doing all that. But I was only doing that for like 10% of the time because I don't know people really realize it. But when you have a financial advisor on your card, your business card, you're really a professional marketer, networker. I was prospecting and marketing like 90% of the time, cold calling. And I enjoyed working with the people, but the prospecting got old after a while. So three years of doing that, uh, my friend, she saw how hard I was grinding. Um, I mean, my friends call me Tommy Wall Street. This is all I talked about was the financial services industry. And uh, and then one day she, she uh, she introduced me to you, man, um, through through the grace of God, through 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 her just looking out, having that just knowledge to like know to just you got. She was even telling me before yeah. I met you got to meet this and, guy. And, and you know, <laughs> I give you a lot of credit for feeling it and seeing it. You know, because yeah. we didn't have all of the things that we have now to show and show the vision. You know, all we were on is on a vibe and a vision. <laughs> you know, without seeing the picture you know even though it looks like we're done with the movie we're just getting started with the movie but the movie looks a lot cooler now yeah. with nice cars and beautiful wives and and big buildings and vacations <laughs> and you know we were meeting at uh jersey mike's you know having sub sandwiches and and uh coming over my house you know it, where i had a couple of roommates here in wexford and and, and i'm talking to you about the, the the vision so thank you for for believing in in the vision and uh, you know, thank God for for putting us together. Uh, so so go ahead and move on move on with the story. So you know, you, you found a little bit. You you, you found uh, some interest in in what we were talking about. I, I tell Tommy, I tell people that we were dating. You know, for like three months. And I think one of the things that made me feel even more comfortable, you know, with with Tommy, was his biggest concern. And I remember the phone calls like it was yesterday. Yeah. His biggest concern was his clients. You know, he was like, I just feel bad, man. The, the, these people are trusting me with their money and, 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 and my clients. I just want to make sure my clients. And, you know, I remember not pushing you too hard and saying, take your time, you know, whatever yeah. it takes to put them in a, into a good spot. And, and, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, man, if he's that caring about his clients and, and not just making a jump, that's a character <clears throat> that we can build on. And so I would tell Tommy, I said, well, the difference is what I want you to do is I want you to love on your clients here the same way, but your clients, you're going to be in leadership. And so your clients are going to become your people versus the clients that you're dealing with financial services. And so eventually what would happen is your clients, the same way you feel about your clients, I want you to think that way about, about your people, taking care of them, worrying about them. And the same way you worried about them is the same way that you've been able to, to, to develop and, and multiply and, and grow leaders in different, different offices and stuff like that. I mean, just to comment on that, uh, when I was an advisor, I think after three years of it, I had close to 200 clients. So I thought when you said that to myself, I was like, three years, if I could just get 
200 clients built over here in three years. No doubt. And in them, them regards, no doubt. you know, what kind of success would we be able to have and, and uh, impact we'll be able to make with, with, with that, you know? Yep. So. What, what, what would you say, you know, one, one thing that sticks out about the real estate industry that mirrors a little bit about, about what we do and, you know, I, I, what, what you've done with the math of explaining, you know, Tommy's residuals right now, uh, so this is before he wakes up and, and starts working, uh, should be quarter million dollars a year. So if he said, Sime, I'm taking the year off, I'm not coming in for 2020, he cannot show up and they're going to pay him a quarter million dollars from what he's built up uh, already from serving people over the last over the last 10 years. What he and I have, have played with is the numbers of how much real estate, you know, that we would need to hold and have to get that type of cash producing, you know, for us and the amount of money that would need to go into that real estate. And um, I like the real estate industry. Yeah. You know, I, I am a, I'm a real estate investor. Uh, you own properties, you know, and, and so I, I don't want to say this to knock the game or I'm not against the game at all because yeah. I participate in the game. Yeah. But what I have learned is it's a whole lot more fun uh, being an investor into the game and building up you know, real estate in, 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 than it is to be selling it. Mm. And the second thing is it, it typically requires money in the real estate game to make that type. And, <laughs> yes. and so here you didn't need to have the money to build up that type of residual income. And, and so why don't you explain a little bit because not, not people will, ex, people that are not in our business need to be educated on residual income yeah. in, in itself and, <clears throat> and some of the things that you, that you teach on this stuff. But there's also, I'd say probably half currently right now where we're at, probably half of, of our viewers and listeners are in the financial services industry and, and a lot of them are in our business so that they will understand this you want to explain some of that maybe yeah 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 so you know there's 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 first of all the clear people have to understand there's residual income and passive income you know if if i open up a t-shirt store online and last night somebody bought a t-shirt that's passive income i'm only going to get paid once on that but i i kind of is passive though because i wasn't actively doing anything to earn that residual income is where you do something once and you get paid forever on that. Like Michael Jackson sung that song, Thriller. Yep. My dad said, how many times did he go into the studio and record that song you hear on the radio? One time. But every time it plays, every, every Halloween, someone's getting paid, right? Residual income from doing one thing one time. Yep. So, so in the financial service industry, there's a way to build that. Uh, life insurance, when somebody takes a life insurance policy out, that's what well, trick question I always ask people is how long should people pay for their life insurance for? Obviously it's for their entire life, right? So as long as they have that program in place, the person who initiated and rolled them into that and helped them and served that client and, and really made a difference because without that agent going to that person and, and making that sale, no doubt. there would, that person would be in the same position they were the day before. It's a night and day difference when somebody has life insurance and when they don't have life insurance. So they made a big change, helped that family out. For them doing that, they're gonna get paid every single month, essentially for the rest of that policy's life, for the rest of that client's life. Yep. So you know, in, in, in life insurance, you could essentially do it one time and get paid over and over and over. Now in the financial services industry, it's a little different because, you know, I would have had to build a book of business and manage your assets. And then if I managed 
uh, $10 million or $100 million, no matter what I'm managing, you could typically make a half a percent to a percent and a half off that book of business. So everybody okay. would always use 1% as what you would as make off average. of the book of business. So uh -huh. if I could manage $100 million and make 1% a year, a for, I could make a million. But the incentive is for me to manage it good because if I could grow that $100 million, to 200 million, now I just yeah, doubled my income. You double their income. Me and you got a skin in the game. I want to grow your assets for you, yeah. you know? But the problem is, is that's not true residual income. Guess what I gotta do it. every day? Every day you wake up and the stock market is here and then China does something overnight and now it's Sometimes over here. Sometimes you're not even in control. You can have no control yeah. over it, you know? Yeah. Uh, none. And and so 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 that's kind of that was where i was going yep. you know with it yep. and part of the sales were life insurance so you could build in some residual income of that in the life insurance sales because that's what you do the number one one of the main things you do as a financial advisor is you protect your clients yep. and we do that through life insurance yep. which people don't really realize yep. you know so when they hear well, life I, insurance I think of, agent, you know, I, I lucked out getting into the to the life insurance game <laughs> and then i lucked out meeting you you know but when, when i talk about the life insurance game, you know, I, I was doing that about three years before I met you and I lucked out coming out of college. And the reason why I say I lucked out is anytime you're really doing sales, true sales, not like I'm sitting there waiting on somebody, you know, yeah. but like true, true sales, it's uncomfortable. You know, as you got to ask people, like even right now, I'm in the process with a youth program. And this is why I think kids, hey, listen up, kids, woo, this is for you. Listen, young people. It's like my son, I want him to wrestle. You got your son wrestling, right? It's awesome. So I, I, I want my son to wrestle because of what it teaches kids. But the base, you know, of everything I've learned in almost 10 years now of training jujitsu and, and expanding into other martial arts, I mean, man, if you got that good base of wrestling, you're, you're, you're really starting at a, at a good spot. Yeah. It's difficult to, to, to get into that game and not be able to wrestle. It's difficult to get into sports and, and not be able to move. So footwork is a good place for you to learn some sports. That's why they say gymnastics or mm. things which are footwork because that'll, that'll pay off in any sport. Man, kids, if you ain't learning sales, at some point you're going to need to learn to sell. I'm yeah. telling you, <laughs> if you're a dentist, you better be able to sell. If you're an attorney, you better be able to sell your case, sell your services, sell sell what it is that you do, it, it, anything that you do. So now I'm working with the 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 nonprofit youth program that that I started with others as an expansion of Inspiring Minds and Warren with Derek Tolls. We expanded it out. You've helped me with that immensely. In in Youngstown, I'm back to selling, <laughs> and it's uncomfortable. I'm selling the kids. I'm selling what we're doing, and I need couple bucks a month and I'm, I'm going to ask you for a couple bucks yeah. Friday you know I'm going to ask and I'm knocking on doors you know right now asking my <laughs> chiropractor man give me a couple bucks for these kids I'm asking the doctors I'm asking Jimmy Wan I'm stopping at the <laughs> restaurant and I'm like man I'm back into door to door you know I'm back into sales you know no matter what you do if you're going to be a parent you're going to have to sell your kids a little bit I'm telling you if for no other reason if for nothing else if you plan on doing Anything and like with people, if you don't get yourself a couple years of wrestling, couple yeah. years, a couple years of of sales under your belt, mm -hmm. I'm telling you that'll never, never, ever, ever fail you. And I think when I say where I lucked out is I don't know if I could have been as passionate selling anything else other than knowing yeah. for a fact it's a hundred percent chance these people are going to need this stuff, they're going to use this stuff. And what happens if they don't have this stuff? 
and and then to be able to be paid on something that you believe in and in people that you care about and people that you're working with you know we got to work with blue collar people and, and and all of that stuff so but i got off on a tangent a little bit why don't you help them understand and explain the residuals that you've accumulated why don't you use that as an example and it's going to go up if we check back in on this podcast in a couple of years you're going to see tommy's double but where you're at right now with the you know quarter million a year safely if somebody were to try to gain that in into something that would pay them uh residual income create like i try to create on the side a little bit of resi- residual income in, in in real estate and boy <laughs> to get twenty thousand a month <laughs> woo! You better be pumping a lot of money into that sucker. Uh, you, you you know, a quarter million dollars a year, that ain't no million dollar investment. That ain't no $2 million no investment. That ain't even no three $3 million investment. Mm-mm. You know, there there's a lot of money that you would need to pump in. And I think that's what people don't understand. They yeah. hear what other people say and, and they don't understand how much money actually it would take to create. 20 grand a month or a quarter million dollars a year. Why don't you just, That's a lot. If, can you give us the Reader's Digest version education on residuals and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and this as an so, example? So, but, but just to comment on you, you're like, you're going through just right now, all the sales you just had to go through for the inspiring minds. And it's looking back oh, at it. I'm grinding. Looking back at it, you kind of laugh and it's kind of, was a, it's kind of almost fun. You know, I remember going through the sales and it sucks go, do, being out there doing the sales. But then I look back at it and you're like, man, those were like the glory days. And you kind of almost get nostalgic about it, you know? So anybody who's out there in sales, trust me, man, this is your prime time right now to get your 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 sales out of the way so that you can, you can't give what you don't have. So you got to be able to, to go through it, learn. And that's why we're able to teach other people because no we've got our butts kicked out there in the field, you know? best way you learn is through failure so you know even though it might suck going through it one day you're gonna be able to sit back 10 years from now and be like man those were those were the days i remember when i sat down with this guy i remember this week i had i remember well, this month everybody we had. wants to manage you know, you know? I, I think to manage is is that's great it's huge <laughs> then you can impact more people but when you look at management and it's really i don't really this is deal the first thing you, you told me to before i got to management here you got to manage me yes. management the word management if you separate it's manage me okay and so in order for me to like we got tommy you know tommy does wrestling well who coaches him on wrestling not somebody that's never wrestled yeah not somebody that's never you know you better put some years into the game before you're teaching my son and so a lot of times people just want to skip go you know what I mean? I don't really want to sell. I just want to teach sales, but I've never really sold nothing. Yeah. And so I think it's it's important to go out there and get your cut your teeth, get some wins, get some wins, get some losses, yeah. get some bloody noses. You know what I mean? Out there and, and learn the process. But man, you got to teach us about residual income. Okay. All right. Yeah. We so, can go uh, on and on. We love it. We love the game. Yeah. We had we had. Um, so so I'm gonna get into. It. So uh, we went from you know financial advising we talked about life insurance is 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 in my opinion the 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 best uh then there's financial advising that's the way that works the the real estate i mean first of all um to to be able to get twenty thousand a month was the question yeah you know i'd say four million and that's at at what about a five percent is that yeah. about a five yep. percent return? Yep, that'd be two hundred thousand a year. That'd be a that'd be a probably middle of the road because yep. then some of that you're gonna have to put back in the you know keeping the uh, the, the the places up up cap and then you're gonna have to you know deal with vacancies. Six percent, seven percent will bring you to to about a quarter mil. Is that what it'll be? Yeah, about a quarter mil. Yep. So you'd have to get right around four mil invested. 
four mil, yep. six, and that's pumping some pretty good numbers. I think. Well, where are you going to get the four million from? First, that's you got to make the four million. Well, everybody wants to get in the real estate, but they don't realize you have. It takes money to get in the real estate, so people start out with these and small there's properties. There's other ways, you know. You can leverage that money. You get in the game. You 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 know. You can uh, you know. Hopefully, the market is where you want it to be. Hopefully, your your credit is where you want it to be. Yeah. All these things have to play. Hopefully, perfect. all hopefully, that. <laughs> and, and then you can pull some of that equity out years down the road. There's things that you can do to leverage. You know that that money. It's a process. And, and it, it's a process, like anything. Else, it's a process, and so then then you could go above six seven percent and go to ten but then if the market dips like let, let's say the market dips and we go from where we're at to where we were in 2000s well all of a sudden if the property was four million you might be worth three million now or two and a half million now mm -hmm. the good thing is you're getting cash coming back people are still going to need to rent and you, you just got to wait it out it may take you 10 years to get back to that number 15 years back to that number what i love about this game is not only does it create opportunities to invest into things like that, but what I love about this game is that it's not really dictated by the market. If the yeah. market drops, they're still going to send you a check. People still love their families. People are still like the, the you're not going to that's not going to be the first thing that you're that, that you're taking off the table. And, and so to, to get a quarter mil coming in every year and then it goes up, you know, every year, yeah. somebody would need to have you know, typically three, four million dollars in cash, and that would be like you saving right now four hundred thousand dollars a yeah, year over the last. You would have 10 to years. have it paid off in full. Paid off. You know, if if you have four million dollars in property, but it's all leveraged out and mortgaged out, you might be getting twenty thousand a month in, in rental payments, but that half more than half of that's going to pay the mortgage back. So you're not really clearing it until it's yep. paid off in full. So who knows how long that would really take to have sure. that all paid off and then if yep. you did have it all paid off you're probably going to want to you know uh remortgage the place and take the money out and keep doing the no, same no. thing but the the one thing i always point out though is if you own all this real estate it's not true residual income because now you have to deal with tenants all day long plumbing issues uh zoning if you issues. don't want to deal with it then you hire it out <laughs> then you hire it you out take out of the profit and yeah and do that but i don't want my but friends still, to think i'm not going to worry real about estate market i got no, friends no, in the real yeah. estate market that's number two you know, I, I number mean, one's life insurance though no doubt no <laughs> right? doubt i mean that's my that's, <laughs> that's number my two. number two go-to yeah i mean that's 100 i also invest into the market a little bit you yeah. know so i'm thinking well i got money in the market what would a buddy of mine i got i got have money to. in the real estate game with a buddy of mine and those are great you know but otherwise you're gonna have to bury it in the backyard you can't do that this business is number summer. one. That real estate number two, and it, for me, for me, yeah. you know, for and, and then the the uh, market stuff is you know a little riskier. Down, mm -hmm. You know, no, number three, um, Tommy, building this business, you know, building what you, what you've had the the chance to accumulate, and you know, when I read books and think and grow rich, and and a lot of the books that I'm reading and the people that I'm studying and researching, a lot of the data points to your business prime being in your 40s and, mm. and not a, so technically you're 35 years old yep. it's another ironic thing our birthdays are within a couple of days like the legit birthdays <laughs> and and so you're not even in your business prime yet but over your last 10 plus years you know in this business 12 plus years in, in business in general what would what would you say uh people can take from this that you've learned can you give us some tips from uh 
a business building standpoint, leadership standpoint, understanding there's people out here in sales trying to build something. There's people out here, you know, in all different markets. There's doctors listening in right now, you know, but they still got to leverage money and get to the next level. Yeah. What tips on investing into the business, uh, the blood, sweat, equity that it takes, overcoming obstacles and, and, and adversity. If you're sitting here giving me advice and I'm in my first year and you say, man, you look like you got some talent. And I say, Tommy, tell me what it's going to take, you know, for me to get to where you are. What advice would you give me? So uh, I, I don't want to go on a complete crazy tangent, but you were talking about when, when you know, Dr. Finn, he graduated. All these, when they graduate, they, they got to get into sales. I just wanted, as a side note, you're talking about them graduating. I was like, when people become a doctor, they might be great doctors, but they might not have a great doctor practice because the number they one can't sell you themselves. Sell, you know, That's so why everything Dr. is sell. So I just, stud. yeah, well, he, he, is, he can he's, he's the king of the follow up. He's the king. Yes. The king. Yeah, the king of the follow up. Mm -hmm. uh, but, anyways, you know, what would it take? You know, someone knew, I was just speaking to somebody yesterday about this, um, which is just a, a coincidence. And I said, you, you kind of got to choose what you're what you're looking to, to, to accomplish. If you want to, you know, a small, a small, if you're looking to do something small, it's going to be probably a lot easier. When we went, um, we went out to Lake Mead in uh, Las Vegas, and I took the team out there because we were uh, number one for the year. I took all my guys on a boat, and we, we docked the boat, we beached them, and I pulled off and I said, guys, we got two mountains. We got this mountain over here and this mountain over here. And I said, which one do you guys want to walk to the top to? Because I want you guys to just see everything from a different perspective. You know, and, and, and everybody chose the big mountain. And I was like, are you guys sure? Like, I'm the one who is like really, because I didn't want anybody complaining, you know? Yep. And they all chose the big mountain. Yeah. And I said, why? And they said, because it's going to be a better view up there, you know? And so I said, be careful. And, 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 and I, I warned the girl yesterday. I said, if you want to climb, a great analogy. choose the mountain. Beware which mountain you want to choose. But no, if you choose, choose the mountain, you want to put the work in to yeah. go see the view. Yeah, that's yes. it. Yes. So, so, but the, the bigger mountain was a lot more work. Yes. So we went to the top of this thing, man, and Jess caught her foot on the way up. She was wearing sandals, of course, and uh, we got all the way to the top. The adversity and, <laughs> on the way up the mountain. And, and the message was, I said, not everybody made it to convention. Not everybody made it on the boat. Not everybody on the boat even made it to the top of the mountain. But all of us up here, look at the view that we have. The perspective on everything is completely different. At the bottom of the mountain, we stood at the bottom of the mountain. If you took a picture of what you saw, like if you did one of these things, all you saw was six feet in front of your face and just a bunch of dirt, you know? And then we climbed to the top of the mountain and, and it was harder to get to that one, uh, longer. Um, but the view was way better, mm. you know? And, and it changed our whole perspective. Now, if you took a picture of what we were looking at, I mean, through that, I mean, what did you see? You didn't see six feet in front. You saw miles and mile you saw everything mountain ranges and it was amazing so so i said what we want to do guys is is when you come to the top of the mountain you want to be able to get a better perspective for yourself even if it's a five second glimpse because now you can go back down and and your perspective changed and now you could get other people to the top of the mountain and help them change their perspective as well yep. you know but what you know what would be your mission uh would be the first thing um because if you want to do something big you got to understand there's going to be it's going to be longer harder harder journey yeah. um investing i mean it's two things you can invest time and money so, so if you don't have a lot of money you got to invest time that's sweat equity you gotta, grind you, gotta it put, out. you gotta put the time in man yeah. and, and 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 what i did i moved right next to the office when i started so that literally i could wake up go to bed and i didn't really miss any time did the same thing. at all uh i remember simon came into the office he had a map of the united states and he said we're gonna have offices 
everywhere. And so we got to get to work. Might as well get some sleeping bags. And he did. I went home and I said, Mom, I'm going to need to uh, get a place next to the office, <laughs> you know, because I can't live in the office. So um, just having I, I think that's just a huge point in, in anybody trying to build their business, you got to be close. I mean, if you're spending an hour and a half, two hours a day driving five days a week, that's 10 hours a week, that's 40 hours a month. That's a whole work week driving in the car, stress, time, money. People don't understand. Sometimes people get to thinking penny wise. Crazy. And pound foolish. Yeah. You know, so you think how much, how much are you worth per hour when you start to get decent at something? And so, so let's say you come up with, you know, man, per hour, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour. And, you know, it gets all the way up to 10,000 an hour, but let, let's say you're 50, 50 bucks 50 an hour, it's a hundred thousand a year, 40 hours a week. Bam. So, so, so if you're 50 bucks an hour and it's taking That's, you would be professional income. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's taking you an hour to get home, hour to get back traffic, stress, there's two hours a day, five days a week, Risk 10 hours. Risk of dying in the car accident. 10 hours. You know what I'm saying? Gas, right? Gas, uh, tolls, beat down on the car, you know, whatever it is. And so if we just look at saying, well, 50 hours a month, and then how about if you got to put that into working with people? So I don't have time, right? Yeah, right. Or you put that 50 hours in the month into the exercise that you don't have time for, or the people you know, 50 hours of work more or 40 hours of work more for the whole month because you're driving mm -hmm. th this much time. You look at that 40, 40 hours and you take it or 50 hours and you take it times five, all of a sudden there's $2,500 a month. A lot, that's of, your work. a lot of time, what's the difference between where they're living and moving closer to where they would work? It's yep. not that they're already paying a thousand and the move closer would be 1500. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's only a $500 yep. a month difference yep. in a lot of people's yep. cases. That's a good, that's a good, Good thought process. You know, so, sure. so the whole idea of just understanding time and money, that's one small little teeny little sliver piece to the puzzle right yep. there. You know, there's yep. and if you're so so focused that you would live that close to the office and you care about your time that much, yep. then you understand the, we talk the about value the time of it, for a minute. You know, you know what, what what amount of like a lot of people see your lifestyle now. And so we talk about passive income and, and uh, you know, well, what people don't see in uh, people that have quote made it and you never really make it we're still making it we're still working <laughs> yeah. on it but you know for for the process of of where you're at right now you're not door knocking you're not making sales calls you're not going out in the field you're not working weekends hard but you you work when you get home we do outings for people and you know we're always working but the lifestyle looks phenomenal where you could be coaching on a Saturday or you could pick up Tommy on a Tuesday or you can do take him to school, whatever you want and not have to stress over it. People see that life right now and they're like, oh man, Tommy, you know, he ain't grinding or he, he hasn't done. They forget or people don't realize, same with me or others. What did, what did you do the first five years to get to this position? What yeah. did you do the first three years? So why don't you talk to us in general, in a general standpoint, what type of work do you think it takes for somebody to build a business or to, or to build themselves up or to be great at anything? What type of upfront work would you say? Yeah, yeah. You know, like what hours were you putting in in the beginning? So I wish, I wish it was, uh, I could just, honestly, I, w I wish, you know, I could tell my, my new guy who's coming in, I wish I could just say it's 20 hours a week, bro. Easy. Yeah, I wish it was like that. But for me to be a good, honest, decent human being in person and be real, you know, I'll be lying to somebody if I told them they could get it done in 40 hours a week. I'd feel like a bad 
by person. Like, how could you go to bed at night telling that boy he's going to get to where he wants to go and bring everybody's family, his whole family's dreams in 40 hours a week? To, to be real, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's 80 hours a week. It's it's seven days a week. It's no days off. And, and that's what your shirt says right there. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, literally, but, but, man. But from taking no days that, off, no, no, what get, you end up getting is the, a shit ton of days no off. No days off, though. That's what people don't get. It's like, no, they don't no, get that up. No, there's like part. no days off. Like yeah, no. no days off. Yeah. No days off. So like if something was going on in my, say I told my mom and dad what I was doing. I said, I'm going on a mission. And they know, you know, when I do something, I go all in. And, uh, and, and, and I mean, my mom knew that I, I, I asked my mom, I said, I'm not gonna be able to handle anything. So thank you to my mom. Like literally for the first three years of my career, I didn't even know when my bills were due. She, she was like, she just did, did it all for me. She knew that I was, I needed to be zoned in like a doctor, like so zoned in where no distractions. I didn't even know when my laundry, well, I don't know what was going on. I'd show up to my house though. And there'd be bottles of water in the refrigerator, you know, food, drinks, and she'd have the place like clean. And, and and I wouldn't be able to do it without her, you yeah. know? But that's the blessing. zone didn't focus. So small little things like that, like I didn't even let my bills be a distraction, yep. you know? I yep. didn't know what they were or when that they were focus, due. That focus, that zoned in. Yeah. Where are we going in June, middle of June? You remember where we're going? <sighs> we're, going that, we're going to Italy with our whole families. Our whole families are. Whole. I mean, I'm going with you and Justin and Maddie. <laughs> like the people that were in here grind, like we were living together, okay? And now we're going to Italy together. <laughs> And I'm going to Spain. I'm going to Greece. We're going to be gone be for villas. weeks. We're going to be we're going to be gone for weeks. Nat D's coming. The whole staff is gone. We're we're in another country, multiple countries. Some of us for two weeks plus. Yeah. And the reason why we're able to do that is because of no days off in the beginning. Teamwork, man. The in whole the everybody team. like your the mom. Grind. Your mom was there. Tons of people pitched in. Your mom was there in this teeny little square of a room with another person. Nobody's seen that. Three staff. Yeah. <laughs> How about Nat D's little trap house? She, she <laughs> had a, turned little, her, a closet. You know, all this stuff about offices. You put a window. Oh, you, you put a window in a closet to make it look like an office. That's what we had to work with. You know Started from the bottom, now we here. Dude, she had boxes stacked up about to fall on her. That's why she got that big ass office. You had and now she got office. a nice office with Chanel shoes on the walls and all kind of cool shit, yep. right? Yep. Yep, that process going to Italy, you know. So I think at the beginning, man, it's a, it, it was it was a, just a lot of time, and and the only way to do that was to blow out all distractions. You know, my dad came up on a Sunday, and I said, "Hey, Dad, I need to be able to recruit this week and get the and get my team built." But the only way I'm going to be able to do that is is I also got to hit these numbers out for my production. So I can't be bogged down with making phone calls. My dad came up on a Sunday, and he made phone calls with me so that I can set up my schedule. You know, and, and you must and, have sold a hell of a vision <laughs> for where you were going. You know, to have them back you like that, right? My dad Absolutely. was helping recruit people into the business. Love it. Still to this day, you know. Love it. So I think that's a big thing is if you get, can get the, the key people around you to have your back, not be on your back, be on your side, not be on your yeah. back. You know, that's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of kids. You're, you're talking about stuff when we were young. Yeah. You know, when we this were kids, parents and stuff. You know what I mean? And but. The key thing is, is a lot of kids or people, they can't even sell their parents. You know what I mean? You have to sell your vision, you know, because what, what happens is if you're going to do something out of the ordinary and you don't have to, but if, you, if you're going to do something out of the ordinary, a lot of people are going to think that you're weird, you know, that you're doing something wrong. And I was thinking of, you know, I don't know about you. It sounds weird, but I always talk about this stuff because I'm keeping it 100 unless you want me to keep it not 100. And so I get a lot of ideas in the shower. 
And so <laughs> I grinded out six to seven. I was boxing this morning. I stretched real good. By 7.30, I was in the shower. I'm thinking in the shower, I'm thinking, man, the advice I got to give my kids, like my, my kids, like I don't know what better, like this ain't me just trying to tell people stuff or sell them. Like I'm thinking what I'm going to teach Sienna, what I'm going to teach my son is tell me what your dream is. And then I'm going to tell you, our job is to tell them what it's going to cost, the price of that. Mm -hmm. Trestle tells me that all the time. Like people say, well, I want to make it to the NFL. Well, let's look at what the size is, what the speed is, the people that play at your position, and what type of work it's going to take. And let's see if you still want to do that. If you do, then let me hold you accountable to that. But I'm going to tell, whatever it is, let's say Sienna, you know, right now she's she likes to act and model and, you know, do these yeah. all the things. So let's say she says, man, I want to be an actress. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through and I'm going to explain to her all the people that say they want to be an actress and what percentage actually becomes these actresses that you see on you know Broadway or the actresses that you see in movies. That has to be less than 1%. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. And so let's say my son says, man, I want to be, you know, I want to be the best football player. And I was thinking like, even if he's small like me, I feel like I can teach him how to create that if yeah. he if he has the... The, the just medium ability, good, average to good, we can go ahead and make you damn near great yeah. if you're willing to put in the work. And so my explanation to my son is going to be, if you're telling me you want to win a state championship, how many teams are in the state? How many teams get to win one? And so that means your your team, if there's 300 teams out there, <laughs> you got to be less than 1%. What's going to make you and your team 1%? And so what people need to understand is your your what you want you have to calculate what percentage of America gets to do it. And so if you want to make, you know, I know $100,000, 5%, go ahead and Google it. Five, 6% of America is, is 100 grand. And so that means you have to do something more or different and think differently than 95% of America. What percentage of Americans would like to have $100,000 a year that don't have $100,000 a year? I mean, I think almost everybody would yeah. want $100,000. And so then let's say, well, my dream is to, you know, it's not just the money, but I'm, I'm pointing it in, you know, I, I, let's say youth programs. Okay. So I, I remember when Derek first met with me and he tells me, you know, he's telling me that the, the amount of youth programs that start up in, in, in the city period that don't make it past three years yeah. sounds a lot like businesses that start that don't make it past three years. And so when you look at that and you're going through, well, these are the reasons why most of them fail. A lot of them have great ideas. We want to help. I mean, how many people say, I want to help kids. Okay. Right. You want to help kids, but you don't want to, you don't want to grind for the fundraiser. You don't want to go visit them at night. You don't want to deal with the stress and the hassle and the, all the adversity and all the, so you have to ask like yourself. like a puppy, puppy syndrome. Everybody wants a puppy until they got to take care of it. <laughs> Everybody want a dog. So you gotta, and, and so what, what I, before I'm going to pass it over Tommy and jump in anytime you want. But what I'm what I'm saying is what we're talking about is somebody that wanted to be a part of one percent of 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 an organization, one percent of America. And so part of one percent of America, I heard from Gary V saying, uh, I think one percent of America makes over four hundred thousand dollars a year. You got almost all of that beat before you wake up, by the way. But one percent of America makes that. That means people that you come in with, if you think this is where people get in their own head. If there's a hundred people, Tommy, 
That means you have to outwork 99 out of those 100. You can't be saying, man, I'm working so hard. I'm doing everything. Well, did you want to be better than 90% or did mm. you want to be better than 99%? Mm. You can't be feeling bad for yourself. There got to be two of us standing out of 200 people that are willing to grind yeah. if you want to be a part of the 1%. So if you don't, you either need to change your goal, which is fine. That's why I never judge anybody. I yeah. treat the people that handle our trash the same way I would treat somebody that owns the mall. I had a friend of mine talk to me from, from Tennessee. She told me where she lives. I said, my dude owns that mall. Like literally where she lives, Mr. Kafaro owns that mall. Mm. And so I'm talking to her about that. And I would treat him the same way I in treat- Tennessee? The, the, In Tennessee? In oh. Tennessee, yeah. The, the, the same way I would treat the people that I love that, that clean up our trash and wash the mats for us. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, that, that from an ego or issue, like I'm saying if you understand, I don't want to put in that much work. I don't want to do that stuff then you got to say, this is my goal. Or you can do what we've done and I'm passing it right over to you. Here's the concept, here's why people get discouraged, Tommy, is they say, well, I don't want to not be able to see my kids. Yeah. Okay, you see your kids a shit ton. I, I don't want to not be able to do things with my wife. We're going out of the country. I think you've been you know, out of the country already once or twice this yeah. year. We've been to Las Vegas, we've been- Arizona. Uh, Arizona, I mean, we've been, with your wife, we've been all Never. over the place of the United States of America. <laughs> but so people say, man, I'd love to be Tommy Vina. You know, I'd, I'd love to, but the reason why you're able to have all this time with your kids, all this time with your family, all this time with your, with the, is because of the upfront grind. And so I'm here to tell you, you can have it all. You can have the American dream if you're willing to pay the price upfront. Okay, we're in a credit card society. Like, here, let me get this on credit. Let mm. me whoop, yeah. let me swipe this sucker, yeah. and then give me it all, mm. and then I'll pay it when I get an opportunity to. But in business and in life, real life, like I can't say, here, hit me with a wand, make me a beast football player, and then I'll go ahead and put in the work. Yeah. You have to put in all the work up front for no pay in football. Like bent, riding the bench, getting redshirted in order to go ahead and, 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 and have an opportunity. Why don't you? Give them a glimpse of like what you think it takes, but what's on the other side. Yeah. Like put in the work. What does it really take to be great in anything? It's not just our businesses, but what's on the other side? Yeah. My son, he said, he, I said, he said, Tommy, when, or my son said, uh, when I can drive daddy, can I have a Lambo? That's what he said. You know, all these kids when they're young. Hilarious. He's like, when I'm 16, I, I, said, I, said, I said, son, yeah, right. I said, son, when uh, you get a, people who get straight A's, get Lambos. So you can't get any B's. You can't get any B's. It's what it takes, you know, and, and it's in life, you know. So I was just letting them know up front, like you're not, don't even think about getting a Lambo if you start getting any B's on your report card. Cause it's yep. like, it's, you know what I mean? Yep. So anyways, what, you know, what it takes, I remember walking in the door and, and, and a manager threw out there, uh, he, he looked at me, he said, are you a one percenter? And I said, I don't know, what's a one percenter? He said, you know, are you better than 99% of everyone out there? You know, and and if you can get into the top 1%, you know, you'll be set. For, you'll be set for life. So, you know, what what I did is is I looked around and I and I found and I looked out what everybody else was doing, and I made sure that at number one, I was working harder. Like you said, you got to beat everybody with work ethic. So, I mean, I cut all distractions out like we talked about yeah. and made sure I, I could put 110% in me 
24 hours a day, seven days a week into this zoned in. Um, and because of that, you started to make money fast. Fast. You made money fast. Fast. You know, people say, well, I don't have enough money to get started. Like you made 10 grand your first month. You don't take money. It just takes time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I, was, I was doing that. And then um, I think when you asked the question about building a business, though, it's, it's you have to beat everybody else, 99% of everybody else with, 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 with character as well. Uh, and and um, reinvesting, investing. If everybody else is investing, you ought to invest more. Not not just your time, but 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 money. with with your money. Yep. You know, smarter. And I've made. And the only way you get good at investing, the only way you get good at anything is by doing it. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about making professional income, fifty dollars an hour. That's what they're saying. You know, to make professional income, you have to first be a professional. Yep. You don't. You know. You you don't say, well, pay me professional income, then I'll start being a professional. But it, you know, Malcolm Gladwell says it takes ten thousand hours to become professional at anything. So if you want to do forty hours a week, that's going to take you about five years to hit your ten thousand hours. If you do eighty hours a week two and a half years and you could become a professional. Yeah. But I mean, that's it one thing. So in our business, we got to do sales. We got to do recruiting. We got to do investing. We got to do self-development. We got to help others. So people want to, you know, uh, give to others, but you got to first pour into yourself. And people are like, well, I'm not that good at developing myself. I said, well, how many hours have you put into developing yourself? You're not a professional at self-development yet because you haven't put 10,000 hours into developing yourself, yourself you know and that and that's why you're not a professional at developing others yet because you haven't put 10,000 hours in developing others it takes time and it's a process so if people are starting their business they can't come in thinking they're gonna make professional income but if they put that time in and then what happens is when you get the time you put the time in I made money and when I made the money I found ways where I could take the money and, and invest money. it back into the the business to buy me time that's where I watch you be like get it an assistant nobody saw that this is this is where you've beat a lot of people that were you know if they're neck and neck and you you both were putting in time and then you both got the same amount of money I watched you pull away in the investing side you wouldn't and still you invest heavily you invest into the business to buy yourself time in the yes. form of assistance staff but also to make more money yeah and well. and it's not like and the, so when you invest the money back into the business to get you get you results too. You invest the money to make you some money, but also to buy me time, you know, so by having the assistance, having a staff, having um, having somebody to help you with with making phone calls, all that stuff to buy your time back. And then if you take that time and you pour it back into the business again, now you're going to be able to develop yourself and become a professional in more aspects like recruiting. How are you a professional recruit? People are like, I'm no good at recruiting. Well, you haven't spent 10,000 hours recruiting, making calls, doing interviews, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you're not a professional with sales because you haven't spent 10,000 hours out there doing face-to-face -face sales. You're not a professional on the phones because you haven't spent 10,000 hours doing that. So, you know, you really got to add that all up, but you can fast forward that like almost like a time machine and get stuff done instead of five years, two and a half years. If you understand the, the concept of time, then you could use the money that you make and invest it back in to get more time. And here's the key though, when you get that time, you, you have to take your time and go back to work with it and use it to make more money and then you get that more money and you put it back in and and then you get more time more money and more more time more and it keeps going too. though so so what what and we probably got another five ten minutes in 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 the part of what being more successful in anything not just money but just elevating yourself is going to come with more obstacles adversity um how would you one of the i mean there's you've been through tons of adversities 
but you know one sticks out about you know Antonio who you know Tommy's son had uh, heart issues before he was born we knew this was going to happen and uh, even a percentage of kids don't even make it you know when that happens and the stress that that could put on a family and on a person and uh, as a father uh, and, and so we go through that and still the business is, is, is okay. But that's just one. That was recent. This, I mean, you had adversities all the way up. So any tips you could think of to, to give people, how have you been able to mentally, because we all have mental battles. If you show me somebody that has lasted, to be successful is to last. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know if it was it, what was it, Pac? I can't remember who said to live is is to is to struggle you know or to survive is the meaning of of of, of struggle but to, to get to where you need to be i mean the, we're going to struggle you're going to have adversity you're going to have obstacles and i think people just give up during those moments and think it's only them yeah. you know what i mean and, and they don't see the person that made it they just were able to make it through the same stuff differently than than you is there anything in your perspective anything in your mindset anything that you could coach somebody on that would help them when they go through the adversities and obstacles you know because you're going to have rain in order to see the sun yeah and appreciate the sun so anything that you could think of that you've been able to do well i mean when i was down in business i would always tell myself it gets darkest before the dawn so you know when one bad thing would happen another bad thing would happen and sure enough another one and then that's where most people start to, to, to crumble you know and then and then that's where you should really get excited though and i would start to trick myself and get excited and say listen some stuff went down probably a couple more bad things are about to happen bro so just get ready i'm talking to myself and and then uh and then sure enough three bad things happened in a row and i'm like i knew it and all this is happening because you know it's the devil trying to take me out because it sees greatness in me yeah. and and he he doesn't want me to do what i'm about to do because i'm about to go help a lot of people and do good yeah. so it's a lot easier for him to take me out now when i'm young it's like a weed like i'm, a, I'm a, gonna be a big oak tree but i'm just like this little plant right now he's trying to take me out while i'm weak so if you have awareness you know what's kind of going on out there uh then, then you're not going to be as uh, thinking like the world's out to get you. People think, oh, the world's out to get me. Everything bad's happening to me. And you think everything bad's happening for me, getting in, it's just the devil trying to get at you. And if you have understand, then he's not gonna wanna mess with me five, 10 years from now when I'm a big oak tree. He's just gonna wanna go after some small little ones because those are easy for him to pick off. You know, yeah. so if you have understanding of that, uh, really, Spiritual really helped warfare. me. Yeah, that was big. Um, uh, what else? I think, you know, I think, uh, when my son was, you know, in the hospital, you know, I think um, I talked to Marcus Smith and, and, and he said, you know, I just this quote always sticks with me. You know, I don't know, you know, what the future holds, but I know who holds it, you know, or but I'm confident in who holds it, you know, and then controlling what I can control. Anytime I got in those situations where I was just completely just I didn't know what to do. I went back to back to the basics. Control what you can control. Yep. Seven habits yep. of highly effective people, yep. you know, and that's a big one. Huge. I think when people get stressed out the most, I couldn't control they, my when, son when in they, the hospital. They're trying to control what there's they can't nothing control. I could control about it, man. There's it's nothing I can Not control. Not many things are more stressful than than somebody trying to control. Completely out of my control. You know, I yeah. just sit there and do what I could control, which was like try to make sure the room was set up nice, make sure my wife was in the best spirits possible, because I felt like the baby would be able to feel 
her and if she was good then they would put and 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 the doctors and, and the nurses said you know what he healed up fast he healed up healthy and you guys were there every single day and i think it made a big difference but you know i think it was i mean we that's had some another thing that people don't see in there man it was crazy. not only were you there every single day for months months yeah um and and he had a quick recovery and then he had to go home and we had to be zoned in. But the support that you receive from people around the country, you know, in, in the company, you talk about family and, and loyalty, you know. Yeah. Uh, man, it makes I, a big difference. I, I was proud. Huge difference. But another thing is what, what people don't look at is, man, they say, man, Tommy was able to be there every day. Can you imagine if you were at a nine to five or, you, you know, how much vacation time would a person have to take for six months or three months they don't have the ability these kids their parents weren't able to be there and the ability that we had to keep the income flowing keep the company everything. rocking keep the agency rocking keep everything going while we're there with the family is the exact fruit from your labor that you receive when people think that you were doing the opposite putting in a lot of work in the upfront in the beginning well don't you love your family Dude, well now you get a chance to spend time with i never family. knew I never knew this was going to happen. I right. never knew my second son was going to have open heart surgery three days after he was born in three months. You know, and I didn't know any of that was going to happen. But before I even had a family, I knew I needed to grind in my 20s. Set it up. Because when I have a family, I'm going to love them so much and I want to be able to provide everything for them. I never was thinking that I'm going to need to grind in my 20s because if something really bad happened in my 30s, I'm going to need to be funny. I wasn't even thinking about that. Right. You know, but. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the whole situation when he was in, in the hospital, um, the, the company, well, I didn't get a chance. I was on stage in, in Las Vegas uh, like two weeks ago maybe, and, and I was going to end it. I was going to say I'd like a chance to build up the company for a second and build the whole room up and tell everybody. Uh, it was written down in my speech, you know, that, you know, I was going to say how, how Antonio was in the hospital and through one of the hardest times, we had people all over the whole entire company, people from literally every every state, people I never met before, really? reaching out, just even if it was a Facebook message, social media. But I mean, we had flowers. I remember Mike Vasu sent the biggest stuffed bear ever with like, a huge fruit basket and little does you know but that fruit like made the day that day it was like everybody was loving it the stat the nurses and everybody uh and and all those small things people taking the pictures of the hearts like you don't know how much that really really like the thoughts the prayers you could feel like you could feel it and really uh really was amazing how everybody stepped up simon you were you were you were flying up from florida maddie d was coming justin was coming my, my mom was literally there every other day like people were bringing us food so we didn't have to go home it was just like unreal and it flew by and i mean it's sad but i mean the kid in the in the room next to him didn't make it you know and and i was eating food with his dad you yep. know like yep. it was it was it was it was rough i mean you to go to a funeral you know for a baby it was yeah, just no like doubt. unreal especially no when your son went through that no doubt and 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 i mean it, children's hospital was an amazing place you know really you know yep, yep. so Great i try job, anytime anytime i try and sure. give back like people say what can you donate to children's hospital easy one yep watch easy it one. in action you watch know you know action. your money's going to a good cause no if you doubt. do that no doubt i think uh in in, in closing tommy and, and thank you for for uh for for everything that you do and thank you for being on the grindcast um I would just say that, you know, you brought up Mike Vasu and the Big Bear. Yeah. And, and, you know, Mike Vasu's slogan is sacrifice creates opportunity. opportunity. 
And so what we're what we were talking about is the sacrifices. You know, we didn't really have a plan to talk about that, yeah. but what would end up happening is if you're going to talk to somebody about having success, you're probably going to start talking about the sacrifices, and the sacrifices are what created you know the opportunity uh, that you have and, and the opportunity that you've been able to give you know to, to so many people. So uh, thanks for all you do, Tommy. Keep on grinding. Keep, right. on, keep on doing what you do, brother. And uh, Matty we'll see D, you again 100% soon. commission. 100% commission, brother. Let's go. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Bro. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try and told him I'm a beast, bud.